Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. I got waves that are tossing me, crashing all over my beliefs. And in all sincerity, Lord, want to be yours. So pull me out of this mess I'm in, because I know I'm wandering. Lead my soul back home again, I've always been yours. This world may push, may pull, but your love it never fails. You lead, I'll follow. Your hands hold my tomorrow. Your grip, your grace, you know the way you guide me tenderly. For me, it's more than I can see. So lead me on and on, on and on. Just lead me on and on, on and on. As a child, I heard your voice, but as a girl, I made my choice. There is no other way for me. I'm devoted to you. Whoa. You're my peace on the heavy days. You're the warmth of an autumn your love carries me away, and it's never too soon, no. This world may push, may pull, but your love will never fail. You lead, I'll follow. Your hands hold my tomorrow. Your grip, your grace, you know the way you guide me tenderly. guys rock.
Lead me on and on. I like that song. I usually like to start off with something funny or something cute. You guys ever heard of the show, Kids Say the Darndest Things? Any of you with Ark Linkletter? I used to say his name wrong, but now I can say it today. It's like a tongue twister, Ark Linkletter. There was, I was watching that the other day. I like watching funny things. It keeps you alive, and especially when you laugh hard, it shakes off all those things that are gloom and doom. So I was watching it once, uh, yesterday, and uh, Art Linkletter was asking this uh, young guy, this young boy, he, he said, so who's the one that rules in your home? And he said, my mommy and my daddy. And Art Linkletter said, oh, okay, so you're a little diplomat, huh? And he said, no, I'm a Catholic Baptist. <laughs> Kids say the darndest things, don't they? <laughs> I, and I wanted to share another one that was, I thought was real cute. He was asking the kids what they wanted to be when they grew up. And he asked this one little boy, so what do you think you'd want to be when you grow up? And he said, either a race car driver or a pilot. And Ark Lingler said, oh, really? If you were to be a pilot, what if you're flying a plane and all four engines go off at once? He said, what would you say? And the little boy thought about it for a minute. He was like... Our Father, which art in heaven. <laughs> Even kids know to go to God. That is so funny. I thought those were so cute. You know, kids say, they really do say the funniest things, you know. So last week we did our white stone ceremony, and actually many of the Unity churches at that time did the white stone ceremony. And uh, in, um, speaking of that, I have some friends who came from uh, Unity of Livonia. Um, my friend Debbie came from Unity of Livonia. She brought some friends with her husband and some friends. She said, I'll see you next Sunday. I was like, yay. So thank you for coming. And uh, I'm sure you're going to receive a welcome, a welcome from us all, a warm welcome from us all. So anyway, so they did it at Unity of Livonia too. They did it, uh, it was Reverend Eileen's retirement uh, day. And so they did the White Stone ceremony there too. The beautiful thing about the white stone ceremony is that we are all evolving in God in some way or another, right? We're spiritual beings living a spiritual existence. And the white stone represents our consciousness and faith. When we look in the Gospels, when Jesus is talking to, and you're going to hear me say this often because it's very important. When Jesus is talking to the disciples, and he asks, who do they say I am? And then, of course, they say, thou, um, you know, Elijah, or a prophet that's reincarnated, and they have all these ideas. But then he brings it home and says, who do you say I am? That's God telling us, who do you say you are? And who do you say Jesus is in your life? And, of course, Simon, who his name was his name was changed to Peter, but his name was Simon at first. The disciples said, thou art the Christ. In that moment, he was receiving the word of God to the point that it opened his eyes up into a level of faith that he saw through the eyes to see. Jesus says this often, have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, which means spiritual sight and spiritual hearing. And Simon says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus tells him, it is not your human side that gives you that. It is your spirit within that tells you that. When you read through the Gospels, you'll see that. He says, On, your name shall become Peter. So there's a name change there. 
as there were other times of consciousness with Abraham, his name was Abram at first, which meant exalted father. And when God promised him that he would give him a son that would be the father, and he would be the father of many nations, many multitudes, that's when God changed his name from Abram to Abraham, which means father of multitudes. Now, spiritually, what that means is that Abraham moved from blind faith, because Abram also spiritually means faith, but it means blind faith. It means following what you're taught to do. But then when you move into an Abraham consciousness, you move into your relationship with God. Remember, he was walking with God all that time. He was told to leave his home. He was walking with God. And God had already told him he was going to make him a father of many nations, but he got to a point where he believed it, and then his name was changed. There was a shift in consciousness, a shift in consciousness, We are always shifting in consciousness. What are we shifting? We're shifting our perception of God. We're we're shifting who we are in our concept and our perception of God. And as we shift in that, we shift how we see God and how we see ourselves in God and how we see that we are moving and breathing and having our being in God, right? So now let's move into Peter. Now, Peter's literally following directly from Jesus, He's a disciple of Jesus. His name gets changed to Peter, which means faith. And he says, on this rock, I shall build my church. He did not mean a physical building. He did not mean a physical building. Your church is your consciousness. It's your state of consciousness. And building the rock on the church means that you're going into a level of spiritual consciousness. Faith represents the power to perceive linked with the power to shape substance. But what are you perceiving? In that moment, Simon was perceiving that Jesus was the Messiah. He saw through his spiritual eyes. When you guys wrote the names that came to you, whatever quality of consciousness, whatever quality or thing that you were to move into this year, when you wrote that on your stone, you were moving into that quality of your spiritual character. And you are claiming it on your stone. Now, whenever we move into an exalted, a higher expression of ourselves, we must learn to walk in it. We must learn to own it. How do you own it? Really, how do you own this new name? Mine is joy and love. I already know what it means to love, and I already know that joy is the the happiness of God. And I know that spiritually, love is the unifying, connecting, binding spirit between all of us. But how do I own it, really? Well, if we look at that scripture that we used last week in Revelation, I'm just going to read the last piece that we used to write our name on the stone. It says, and I will give to each one a white stone. And on the stone will be engraved a new name that no one understands except the one who receives it. You ever had an aha in your life that only you knew? And then when you went to try to share it with somebody else, you couldn't even give them the magnitude of what it meant. The word, there were no words to give you to, to share with the person the magnitude of what it meant. That's because that aha was a connection with your spiritual consciousness in God. That shift was for you. 
Now, when you walk in it, the first thing you do is you do like Simon. You move yourself into a space of conceiving the word. So I have to move myself into a space of conceiving what does joy mean? What does love mean on another level, on a deeper level? What does it mean? And so that means I have to go inside and see it with the eyes to see, spiritual eyes. I can't just look at that stone and say, oh, did love and go by my human? I can't go by my human. It wasn't my human that gave me the name. You cannot connect with the word on your stone, which means spiritual faith with your human. You have to go inside and see with the spiritual eyes. You have to have the eyes to see. So when Jesus said to have the eyes to see and ears to hear, he meant to have a spiritual perception of it. That's the beginning of faith, the perceiving power of the mind. And so every day we move into a space of every time we think of that stone and we see the word or whatever it is, whatever quality. Someone told me hers was uh, overcoming. Some was breakthrough. What was yours? Do you mind telling? Faith. Do you mind telling me? John, love. Oh, so you're going in love on a deeper level too. Anybody else? Call out what yours is. Peace. What you faith too? What'd you say, Roxanne? Shine. Woo. What'd you say, Michael? Peace. I had that one. I'm gonna share that for a minute. Anybody over here? What was yours? Create. Create. Now, anybody who did not do the white stone, do you have an idea of what you're meant to do this year? Do you know what you're meant to move into? Love. Love. Anybody else want to call it out? Faith and truth. Those are powerful ones. See, when you look at the names that are coming up, you're coming into the qualities and characteristics of this spiritual community. And even if you're not part of this spiritual community, you've still linked yourself in because, uh, what is it, birds of a feather flock together. But not every single feather on a bird is the same. But they all make up the consciousness of where you're growing in the same qualities in God. This is a new facet of Christ that you're walking into. Being made in God's image and likeness means that we are always growing to be able to create and to be able to move into a space that is higher than before. And every single day I look at my stone that says love, I will see and feel another quality. Charles Fillmore, who is the co-founder of Unity, says that when you, the white stone means your perception is always changing and your perception of God and who you are in God is always growing. You learn something new every day. You ever heard that? It has to be true because you're not the same person every day. So now I'm learning how to walk in this Sunday differently than I did in last Sunday. And everything that created my consciousness to get me to this very moment is totally different and new than it was last Sunday. So you have to see it. You have to conceive it and perceive it to be so. Jesus did that. He always visualized and said who he was. He saw himself spiritually, and when he, did his, when he spoke the parables, he used the parables coming from a spiritual consciousness. That's why he said, those who have the eyes to see, let them see. The next phase into, and see what this is, is this is the walking towards the title of my talk today, and the title of my talk today is Owning Your New Name. But this is the beautiful part that hit me yesterday. This is only God's name for you. It is not new. It's not new. It's new to us, but it's part of God's plan for our life. 
and God's plan for your life, your life is God's plan. And this is a new aspect of it that you're moving into on a higher level as you become who God created you to be. Last, no, two years ago, I had faith, uh, peace too, like Michael. And I had been in a space where I kept always finding the fault in everything. And I was always in a space of anxiety and worrying and concerning. What if this doesn't work? What if that doesn't work? And God was in, I'm teaching and helping other people to be at peace. But in my own spirit, in my own skin, I was not at peace. I was a worry ward. And that's something I learned from my mother and my grandmother, to be a worry ward, to always find fault and some reason in everything, especially myself. And when I started walking into peace, I couldn't see it at first until I started meditating on it and seeing myself see, and claiming and knowing that I was it. So I moved into the next phase, which is believing it to be so for me. God, really, I'm supposed to be peace? You chose me to be peace. That's what I'm supposed to manifest. And I prayed on it. And every time I held the stone, I prayed on it. And I kept feeling it come forth inside of me. And I started becoming more peaceful. I started having faith in the word that peace comes on, upon me, that peace is a part of me. And it was interesting because I was around a lot of people who were not peaceful. My manager, woo! And she kept trying to do things and saying things to hurt me, to cause turmoil in me. And before I got that word, I would let it happen. And then I started realizing I have power over my own body, my own emotions. I can be at peace. And so when I was on my way to work, instead of getting, oh, shoot, what am I going to go through with this lady? Where's she going to be now? She's going to have another migraine. She's going to put all her work on me. She's going to say something to hurt my feelings. I started sending peace ahead of me. I started believing and having faith that I was going to have a peaceful day, believing it, trusting it, trusting God. And it started happening. And she would say a couple things, and I'd laugh it off and walk away. And before, I'd be like, quiet. And then I, because see, I was really, and I still am really sensitive, and it would pierce me. I was stupid. Why would you think that? And I'd go in the bathroom and let my tears out, fix my face, and come out. And then when she said again, when I got the peace over me, I was like, I don't know. I just have a different way of seeing it than you do, don't I? Ha, ha, ha. And I'd walk away. Or I'd say something funny and use it and walk away. And it dissipated. Her, like she was like, that's how people steal your power. That's how they gain their peace, by stealing your peace. And I let her do it. I co-created that experience. And I decided to own and believe that I was a state of peace, and I changed. And then there were moments where people would come in with these crying babies, and they were, and everybody would be disturbed by them, except me. You know, what's the matter? And they'd look at me like. And then I'd start talking to them while their mother was, or father was trying on their jackets or whatever, because I used to work, I was working at Wilson's Leather at the time. And I'd play with them, peekaboo or whatever. But my peace calmed them. And it calmed the parents, too, because, you know, you ever been, uh, any, any parents in the house? Do you like it? Did you like it when your kid would be crying all the time? Wasn't it kind of embarrassing sometimes? You'd be wondering what somebody was going to say about your child. And I would just go over and be with the child. And then when I started working at uh, Famous Footwear, there was this little girl who did not want to try on these boots. And her mom wanted her to try these boots on. And she just didn't. And she was screaming and having a fit. And everybody was, have, you know, be like, why can't she get that baby quiet? Why can't she control the baby? Sometimes babies have a mind of their own. We're supposed to control. They got a mind of their own. 
walk in my shoes for a minute, you want to say sometimes. So I went over there and I was like, I don't, no, no, you don't try it on. I'm going to try them on. Let me try them on. You, you, I, and I started acting like I was going to try them on. And she was like, no, no, I want to. I was like, here, try them. And then she tried them on. And then she followed me around the store playing with me while her mom was trying on boots. We already picked her boots. I already got her shoe size and everything, calmed her down. We picked, and her mom was trying to pick her boots. So while I was putting boxes up, I had her help me with the boxes. Peace. Be still. And no. And the mother got the chance to shop. And then every time they came in there, she'd run in and give me a hug on my leg. She's a little two-year-old. She's so tiny and cute. You have to believe it and have faith in the word that God gave you that word for a reason. And God's ways are higher than your ways. God's thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And that name, which you wrote on faith, which is the stone, is truly a part of you. See it, believe it. The next thing, the next step is to receive it. When somebody gives you a gift and they hand it to you, what do you say? Yes. You say thank you to God. You receive it wholeheartedly with every aspect of your heart. You open yourself up and receive it. Now, in unity, we have a way of claiming things. We use certain types of statements. Anybody know what kind of statements they are? Affirmations. The most beautiful affirmation you can say I am. So think about your word, your quality, whatever it is right now, and you say it with me. I am, and I am joy. Say it again. I am joy. So whatever, and we'll do it one more time. I am joy. Now, the reason I have us do it three times, which we know, is because we're, we're coming to a conscious level of it on a spiritual level, on a subconscious level, and on a physical level. So all three levels, we're going to bring it forth. So in the, in the spirit, in the mind, and in your body, you're calling it forth. Now, this is the beautiful part about I am. I am is your presence in God. Every time you say the word I am, you wake up and you activate the I am presence in you, the Christ presence in you, and anything you say after it, that I am will create. So you got to watch what you're saying. You got to watch what you're saying. You ever heard someone who didn't have money and they said, I am broke? And then all of a sudden they become broke. (laughs) You claim it, you be it. You have to shift it. So that's why we say, I am. This is the other part about it. It's so amazing. In the throat chakra is power. It's power. And I've been meditating on that a lot. I am. Do you know when you just say, I am, you jumpstart your spirit? It's like taking paddles and going, clear, and you wake yourself up. You jumpstart the spiritual Christ inside of yourself. So anytime you're feeling sluggish and down, say, I am. I am. Say it together with me. I am. One more time. I am. One more time. I am. It wakes you up. There's another part that's so amazing. Every time we speak, there's a breath that goes into every word, 
And every word is awakened and becomes alive. There's, it's called, the Hebrew word to it is ruach, R-U-A-C-H, ruach. It's the breath that when God made Adam out of the dirt, out of all of the elements of the earth, he was just a, a, a clay figure. God breathed life into Adam, ruach. The spiritual breath of God is the Holy Spirit. When you say, I am, you wake up the Holy Spirit in yourself. You give life to whatever it is that you're saying afterwards. And those words go out there and create for you that which you say. So that's why you still got to watch what you say after I am. So you look at your life and see those things that are not going right in your life and look at where you're saying I am to it or what you're thinking and shift it. You use a denial, you deny the power that you've given it, and then you affirm the truth. Every time you clear out an error feeling or a false emotion or a false thought, you have to affirm the truth. And the best way to know is whatever's the opposite of what you're feeling that's false, you tell it the truth. You tell your body the truth. You tell your thoughts the truth. You own your name by claiming it. So you see it, you believe it, you receive it. What do you think the last one is? Yeah! Ooh, you've been in my book. You're my head. You be it. Isaiah 62 and 2 says, and you will be given a name by the Lord's own mouth. It was breathed in you by God. God's own mouth breathed it into you. And the best way to honor that is to be it. Isn't that what Jesus did? Jesus was it. There are different names for Jesus. Did I bring them? I'm pretty sure I did. In the Bible, I pulled up this thing that had 50 different names. And I would call them nicknames. Because they still remember, they still are referring to Jesus, but they're different aspects of Jesus. As a counselor, as the Lamb of God, as the Messiah, as the deliverer, as the chief cornerstone, as the bridegroom, as the good shepherd, as the high priest, as the mediator, Emmanuel, I am, all of these words, don't you know those are all you as well? They're all you as well. That is why Jesus has become, in unity, our wave shower. Jesus said, be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Meaning that everything that we may experience, Jesus has already experienced, has overcome it by shifting into a higher expression of it, by becoming all of the names that God gave Jesus. Because Jesus was human too. That's why it says in the Bible that Jesus did not call it robbery or think of it as robbery to come from spirit form into human form to be intercessors for us, to be examples for us on how to have a high, close, up close and personal relationship with God. How many of you are ready to have an up close and personal relationship with God? And if you already do, how many of you want to get closer to God? You can clap on that. We can clap on that. Thank you. I wanted some rousing up.
When I decided to walk in faith and truth last year, so peace was the year before last, and then last year I had three aspects of quality of consciousness, and it was faith, truth, and trust. That was huge for me because not only did I have anxiety over everything, I also doubted everything. My dad calls me Doubting Thomas. And it's interesting because Thomas is the seventh month, the, the, the disciple for the seventh month, and that's the month I was born in. There are no mistakes. No mistakes. So as I walked, now, the beautiful thing about last year being uh, my faith, my truth, and my trust is that that is when I took on the name Reverend Kelly Coles. Woo-wee. That is so humbling. It's so humbling to walk in it. Now, I worked for it, I did, and I'm still working to be ordained, at, at, you know, the ordained Reverend Kelly Coles. I walked in, but, but when you take on the name and take on what it means to you and then feel in those spiritual shoes, it can be scary. It can be scary. Anybody ever taken on a, a role or job or something and you thought it, and it was kind of scary at first? I know, it's only a couple of us in here. Okay. I'm like, okay. We got to have some moment you were nervous. The time you let it go, you ever have a moment where you felt like you settled into that role, settled into that new role? Even as a mother, I was terrified to be a mother. But then I settled into it. I found my way into it. I got advice from several people, some people who you didn't really want their advice, but okay. And my, so I followed my dad's advice, take what fits, and the other, throw it away. And if it's something you think will apply later, you tuck it away for later, and then you pull it out. A lot of some one person I just threw away because it was just not, no, not connecting. But that's okay. We have choice, right? When you be it, you walk in it, but you walk in it in the eyes of God. You ask for God's help in it. You move in it and walk in God. That's why... Prayer and meditation are very powerful. And I talk to God all the time. So when you're owning your own new name in God, you learn to see it. So I saw myself last year as a minister and a, as a, and a reverend, and, oh, I gotta take, I'm taking over a church. That's exciting, but it was scary, the idea of it at first, until I started seeing it. I, and I would sign my name, Reverend Kelly Coles, Reverend Kelly Coles, and it took a minute before, after seeing it, I really accepted it that I am Reverend Kelly Coles. That's what God called me to be. And in some area in you all's life, you are ministers too. God has called you, and God's life is a plan for a manifestation of Christ in your life. You guys are ministers in one way or another too. Amen? That reminds me of... Uh, Michael Jr., yeah, I told you guys about this comedian, Michael Jr. He, I love him. He's a clean, he he, he uh, does his act at a lot of churches. And he was saying one of the things when he was little that uh, the minister used to do, he, oh, and I got, a, I got a, uh, a, a prop. He said the minister used to go, ha, and be doing like this and everything. And he said everybody, he, he could see he was like four or five, and he saw everybody going, hey, man. Hey, because he thought that they were, they thought he was going to throw it at him. He said it wasn't later. It was later than he was, they were saying amen. He was like, oh, they're saying amen. And that when he was doing this, he was being emphatic, not about to throw it at somebody. 
When you guys said amen, you reminded me of that. That was kind of funny to me. I wanted you to say, hey, man. No, I'm just kidding. So, as I walk in it, and I'm still learning to walk in being a reverend. I'm still learning to walk in being a minister. I'm learning how to be in the, uh, the consciousness of accepting being a minister of unity of Farmington Hills. I'm walking in it. And we'll grow together. We'll grow together into this role. All of us. The spiritual community will grow together in its vision. There's a vision in your life. And that's your life plan. And there's a mission, which is the way God's going to work it through. And that's every single time you get a new name that comes to your consciousness, you start to be it. And the best way to be it is using those four letters, W-W-J-D. Yeah, I said it right. Anybody know what that means? What would Jesus do? So if you ever have a doubt, don't go without. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I had to try to find something to ride. If you ever have a doubt, follow Jesus, what Jesus would do. How did Jesus express love? How did Jesus express joy? Biggest way Jesus expressed love was to sacrifice himself for us. What does that mean to me? It means I let go of my expectations on how things are supposed to be. I let go of my way of how I'm supposed to interact, and I allow the Christ to come forth and interact through me, in me and as me. And as I walk in the joy of God, I don't let it be my human joy that's expressing. I let the spirit in me express however it sees fit in that calm, content, wonderful way this joy comes forth. As I'm ta- and it's in every single moment, in every single day, and every time I have a, a, I am joy. I am love. And even when you doubt it, there's a, there's a saying that says, fake it till you make it. You ever heard that? Reverend Ernestine Griffin, who started the, un- the first only on-campus ministry in Unity, up in Unity of, uh, I mean, uh, U- University of Michigan and Eastern Michigan in Ann Arbor and Eastern Michigan and Ypsilanti, they come together. She says, faith it till you make it. I love that. I love that more than fake it till you make it. Faith it till you make it means that you're taking it out of your hands. Because even if you're faking it till you make it, you're still using your human way of being this new name that God has given to you. But when you faith it till you make it, you activate the perceiving power of the mind in Christ linked with the power to shape substance, manifesting it in your life. And that's all that shaping substance means is it's calling forth those things that be not as what? As though they were. That's what you're doing. So owning your new name. I own my new name. Together, I own my new name. Thank you, God, for my new name. Together, thank you, God, for my new name. I am the name God gave me. Together, I am the name God gave me. So, and when you're owning this new expression of yourself, you see it through the eyes to see, spiritual eyes. You believe it, knowing that it wouldn't have been given to you if it wasn't time. And all the resources are there for you to walk in it. And then you receive it by claiming it and saying, I am. And then you walk out and you be it. I see it together. I see it. I believe it. I receive it. And I be it. And so it is. Thank you.
my life I long to be a hero My sword raised high Running to the battle I was gonna take giants down Be a man you could write about Deep in my chest is the heart of a warrior So why am I still standing here? Why am I still holding back from you? I hear you call me out into deeper waters But I settle on the shallow end So why am I still standing here? So afraid what it might cost to follow you I'd walk by faith I could get these feet to move But I don't want to live that way I don't want to look back someday On a life that never stepped across the line So why am 